What's shaking, smoke bacon? And welcome to the While We're Young podcast. My name is Tyler Smith, and I am super, 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 extremely excited for you to be joining me today. Thank you for clicking on this video. Thank you for clicking on this podcast. I am super stoked to be bringing this to you. And thank you for making it through the intro after me calling you smoked bacon, because yes, I'm cringy and I'm okay with that. (laughs) But if you're new here, we're four podcasts in, and this has been an incredible journey for me. And I know it's been uh, an incredible journey for any of my listeners who have been listening in to every single podcast. And I know God has been speaking through it. And this podcast aspires to inspire the younger generation to live their life for Christ while we're young. And so I hope today that we do just that by discussing how as Christians, when we feel isolated, how there's dangers that comes to that, where the devil can come attack you. And that's what we're gonna discuss today. We're gonna discuss how to deal with isolation. And then we're gonna discuss other things like mental health and how we can be productive and how we can uh, improve our feelings from being negative to positive, especially during this time of isolation and quarantine. So thank you for clicking. If you want to support this video, the only support I would ever ask of you is to just share it. Share this to somebody, get it out there, get the gospel to someone else, because this is what it's about. This podcast is about Jesus Christ. So thank you so much for listening. And without further ado, let's get right into the podcast, and I hope that you enjoy Peace. <laughs> as a world, as a nation, as a state, a city, a community, and as a family and an individual, we've all experienced tremendous disarray and chaos and change regarding this COVID-19 disease. Over these past few months, we've come face to face with the word that we would never have thought we would have to experience, and that word is quarantine. Staying at home, taking necessary measures so that we can prevent the spread of the virus, which is completely necessary. This is something that we must do to protect people with diseases, um, protect people that are older and need protection. These are some things that are necessary for the protection of the society around us. But all across the world, establishments have shut down, like job sites and restaurants and schools. Like, I've been affected by that. My high school got canceled uh, into my senior year. (laughs) And other things like churches and, and attractions have all been canceled or either you know, limited to what they can do because there's some areas that are coming back, right? But this phenomenon has affected our daily routine greatly. Like, I I came back from spring break. I was on a mission trip with my church to Mission Arlington in uh, Arlington, Texas. And coming back and not having school on Monday, you know, that, that was weird. And then not having school, you know, it would be a week and then they would cancel it again, cancel another week, another week, and then we give another date. And eventually we just didn't have school. And we graduated in the summer in a, um, in a rodeo. <laughs> it was like a rodeo stadium. Um, so we graduated in some red dirt, which was 
I mean, I thought it was fine. It was pretty cool. But our daily routine has completely changed from what it originally was. And this phenomenon has not only affected our daily life and our daily routine, but for a lot of people, and including me, because I've experienced this, I believe everyone has, but a lot of people have, has ex- have experienced mental and physical, you know, roadblocks because of this, whether that be, you know, through depression or anxiety and restlessness, you know, and even, and I believe this is true that this is a problem right now for the coronavirus. I believe that suicide is a problem right now because people are alone, people are to themselves, and, you know, in America, it's chaos right now, and just all hope seems lost, and all control seems lost. So the mental state of the people during quarantine, we have all experienced some form of danger because of it, some form of negativity in our minds. But, you know, before that, we still had people who are facing negativity in their minds. It's just that when you mix an already lowly and depressed world with more forceful isolation, it decreases the mental state of everyone, everyone involved. And I am personally uh, a testimony to that because I'm a person who loves community. I love uh, companionship. I love fellowship. I love spending time with friends and with people around me. And having to, you know, separate from people and be to myself, I find myself thinking a lot and overstressing about things and having anxiety and overall feeling lonely. That's a big thing that I've struggled with. And I've, I'm not a person who usually experiences mental, mental problems. And I know they're out there and that's a real thing. And, you know, I feel like during this coronavirus, I've experienced forms of depression and forms of just kind of sadness because of the loneliness. And those are definitely some things that I've had to battle throughout this coronavirus. But if you're anything like me, you've probably experienced the same thing. And people in the medical field and people in the news actually have a term for this, and it's called quarantine fatigue. And during quarantine fatigue, I've looked it up and I've looked up the different kind of emotions and effects of this fatigue. And there are things like you feel intense or irritable, anxious, you have racing thoughts, you have changes in eating or sleeping, and that's a big one. You have interpersonal conflict, loss of motivation, reduced productivity, social withdrawal, and boredom. Those are a lot of various different things that you might experience during this quarantine. Now, if you look up some solutions, and as I did, I found some really good solutions that I believe help with you physically and mentally, um, you know, that I want to address before we get into anything, because uh, I think it's important that we focus on our health as people. You know, if you're feeling any of those, you know, quarantine fatigue effects, there are a few things that you could do. One is you need to realize what you need versus what you want. And during this virus, there are a lot of people that aren't getting what they need. And if you have what you need, you need to be thankful for that. Because our needs are, we need nourishment, we need hydration, we need shelter, you need sleep. And I can testify that (laughs) sleep does wonders. 
to the mind. Does wonders. And I'll talk about that in a second. Um, and then you need uh you need safety. You need to be safe from the coronavirus. But when you understand what you need, and you know, if you're like me, I'm blessed to have mostly everything I need. You need to understand what you want. And what I mean by that is if you're anything like me and going into this court this quarantine, you were kind of like, all right, well, I'm just gonna chill out. I'm just gonna rest. I'm just gonna do what I want. And that's something that I did. And I really didn't pursue any motivation or uh any goals. I kind of just loused around and, you know, it it was fine for a little while just to rest up, but you know, I ended up feeling like a slob. I ended up like you know, I remember one week before I tried to get everything back together, I was going to bed at like three o'clock, four o'clock every night because I couldn't sleep. And then I would wake up late and then I would go eat maybe a sandwich, like two sandwiches a day. I wasn't eating. And, you know, I felt horrible. My mental state was horrible. Like I loused around. I, I, I felt lonely. I felt like I had no purpose. I was just kind of depressed. And it's just because I needed people and I needed, um, you know, I needed life back. <laughs> but when we need to focus on our wants, what I'm talking about is that you as an individual, you need to find something that you are passionate about. You need to go find you a good book to read, a nice podcast, <laughs> a nice podcast to listen to, something to inspire you, something to make you feel like you did something during the day. You can lay your head on the pillow and be like, hey, this was a pretty productive day. And, you know, when you do things that you want to do, like I've decided to start this podcast. It's something that I was passionate about, something that could give me some meaning during my day. And it has, and it's given me so much um, more of a grounding on my mental health. And, you know, if you're like that, find something that you are passionate about and that you can, um, you know, do every day or work kind of towards every day. That's something that you need to do. Another thing you need to do is find a routine, a routine like waking up uh, at the same time every day, maybe not 11 o'clock. Yeah, I'm talking to you, the one who stayed up watching Netflix or with the boys all night, which I respect, but it's okay. <laughs> but like I've recently started going to the gym with my best friend, Brock Butler, um, and we've been, we've been grinding it out every morning. Uh, not every morning because some mornings we had to skip out, but it's really helped me wake up at a good time and get, get going in the day. And another thing you can do is find a time to get outdoors or uh, find a time to, to be, you know, mindful of the world that you're around. And the last few things I want to talk about, and then we'll get into, uh, you know, what this podcast really is about. I just think it's so important that we talk about this because I hope I inspire you to, you know, do something during your day and, and be motivated to, you know, do something. That's my goal. But you need to acknowledge and validate your negative feelings because when you feel those negative uh, quarantine fatigue feelings, you need to acknowledge, okay, I feel lonely. I feel lonely this way, so how do I need to treat it? Don't hide those feelings. If you feel depressed, if you feel lousy or, or you know, own up to it. You have the power to own up to it, so do it. Another thing you do is set goals. Find things that you can do. Like I set goal for this podcast, make an episode every week. I have long-term goals that I have in mind. I have short-term goals I have in mind. 
And that's something that you can hold on to and that you can strive for. And then lastly, you need to try new things. Man, go make a song. Go do a podcast. Go write a book. Do something. Do something productive. Make your, make your day worth it. So now that I've kind of gone through actually, you know, the, the physical ways that we can um, figure out how to become mentally healthy, I want to get into the, the mental health that we can change through our mind, right? We can live better lives during quarantine and we can, we can be better people. Now, what I want to shift our focus to is I want to, you know, talk about the effects of quarantine as a Christian. You as a Christian. Me as a Christian. Now, obviously, one of the most major concerns for a Christian during this pandemic is that we're unable to fellowship with other people. We're unable to uh, get accountability. You know, it's hard for us to, you know, if you're a person who really depends on someone to grow your faith, it's hard to just go cold turkey, right? Well, when we're alone, isolation equals vulnerability. So now that we're away from all of our friends, all of our pastors, all of our church members, we get home and the mask is ripped off. And maybe not necessarily the mask, but you know what I mean. Because when we're around godly people, they inspire us and encourage us to be who God wants us to be, right? And the same way goes with people who are not. So when we're alone, we either take off the mask that we wear at church or we wear around society and it's just us or we aren't as strong because we don't have those people around us that really help us out. So we're vulnerable. Our mind and soul are vulnerable. And, you know, it's vitally important that we understand how vulnerable we are when we're alone. because. When we're isolated, and isolation equals vulnerability, like I said, when isolation equals vulnerability, when we're vulnerable, we are more, I guess I can say vulnerable, to temptation. Let me say that again. Isolation equals vulnerability, and vulnerability equals an open door for temptation. An open door. And that's something as Christians that we need to understand. Because when we're alone, especially during quarantine, the world doesn't influence us as in the, the physical people around us. But I've found that when we're alone, things like social media and Netflix and, you know, Facebook and Instagram, all these things take a really big, big influence on your heart and your soul and your mind. For the fact that it just feeds you lies and lies. It feeds you, you know, just all these negative thoughts in your mind. Especially TV. Like, man, Netflix shows are getting awful. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Like, come on now. Some of them are bad. I, I stuck to the office for the past few months. And yeah, there's some, some worse stuff out there. But the office is, yeah, it's all right. But, um. You know, watch what you listen to and what you put in your brain and what you see all the time because it really does influence how you act. But 
I want to, I want to preface this. I really want to preface this because the same idea that I'm talking about us being isolated physically at our homes by ourselves, you can be isolated in a room full of crowded people. You can be isolated in a room full of crowded people. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that if you are a Christian, if you are devoted to you know, the, the continuation of the kingdom and you want to do different things for God and you want to follow God's commands and, and be obedient to him, young people, when you go out to the middle school, the high school, to your colleges, <laughs> you're going to be surrounded by the world, by the world. I'm talking about when you go into a school and you say, all right, I'm going to make a difference for Jesus. The people around you aren't. You know, there's probably some, but the people, the majority of people around you are not. And they're going to want to, they're going to, want to see you fall. And they're, want, they're going to want to see you tempted to do wrong. And that's just true. And that we got to realize that. And it's the same thing when we're alone with our thoughts. Because the devil, let me tell you this. The devil has a way. When you're alone with your thoughts, he carries you to places that he wants you to try to experience pleasure and pride and power to yourself. And he tries to remind you of your shame and your guilt and everything around you. He wants you to feel those feelings. He wants to take you there. He wants to tempt you to go the wrong way. Because when we're alone, that's when we're the most vulnerable. So today, for the for the remainder like 15 minutes we're going to talk about this so hold on hold on to your seat i promise it's going to be worth it today we're going to be talking about how we can stay mentally mentally healthy in our emotions and our relationship with christ so what i want us to do and what i want you to do is i want you to imagine something for me i want you to imagine a balancing beam okay like you know, one a seesaw of all, of sorts. Now, I want you to imagine, you know, there's a middle part in the seesaw that it balances on, right? All right. I want you to imagine that one side is a little bit farther out than the other. So that obviously means that side's going to stay down, right? Because it's heavier. And the other side's a smaller side, but there's two sides. And if you stand on the other side, it goes that way, right? I want you to imagine a little balancing board, or you can call it a seesaw. Now, on one side of the seesaw, I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine that, all right, this is going to be symbol, symbolistic. Is that a word? Symbolistic? <laughs> Lord, this podcast, I mispronounce, I missay. <laughs> it's all good though. We, y'all know what I mean. <laughs> but on one side of this seesaw, we have pain, we have suffering, we have shame. We have guilt, we have anger, we have devastation and depression and anxiety. And that side is the longer side. Okay, keep that in mind. That's the longer side. It's the negative side. It's the, uh, the suffering side of life. And on the other side, we have love, we have joy, we have peace, we have long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness. We have belonging. We have a purpose. And on that side is the positive, the emotionally positive side, right? The, the high and the low, 
the high end's the short end, the low end's the long end. And the reason that I made the long end, you know, the 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 bad end, is because that is exactly how life treats you. When you were born, when you were born into this world, you were born into a world of pain, suffering, and sin. And just like that seesaw, you are going to want to lean towards the negative side because the world is going to bring you pain and suffering. The world is going to make you feel all of those feelings because that's just what the world is. So you may ask, well, how do we achieve the other side then if the world is against us and we're always leaning towards the other side, the negative side? Well, in order for us to obtain the positive side, it's important for us to realize that all it takes, well, most of it, is action. Action. Action and realizing the truth about who you are and who you belong to. And if you're still questioning what that means, well, let's, get, let's dig into it a little bit. So in Matthew 4 is the temptation of Jesus. And during the temptation of Jesus, we see that, uh, that he, is, um, he has fasted for 40 days. And during those 40 days, the devil comes to him and tempts him. Now in Matthew, it says that the devil comes and tempts him three times with three separate things. And to talk about it, the devil comes the first time, and of course Jesus is hungry. And the devil tries to tempt him with pleasure, with comfort, and saying, if, you know, this is exactly what it says, turn those stones to become bread. And Jesus answered and was like, man, let's not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that's scripture that he quotes from uh, Deuteronomy 8.3. And so then the devil, he takes him to the holy city and has him stand on the pinnacle of the temple. And he says to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He will give his angels orders concerning you and they will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. The devil's like, hey, jump off this building. And if, you know, if you are who you say you are, God will catch you and God will not let you fall. And the devil is trying to trip him up here. He's trying to get uh, Jesus to rely on miracles, rely on uh, that God only saves you through the miracles. And really, you know, Jesus is responds, well, let me tell you what he responds. He says, it is written, do not test the Lord your God. And what Jesus is talking about, he's like, we must realize that God is trustworthy even when he allows us or he causes us to suffer. True faith preserves through hard times. And that's what Jesus is trying to say there. And then in the last temptation, the devil takes him to a very high mountain and he shows him the kingdoms of the world and their splendor, and he said to him, I will give you all of these things if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus looks at him and says, Go away, Satan. Go away, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then in verse 11 it says, Then the devil left him, and the angels began, came and began to serve him or minister to him. So we see in this scripture, and I hope it's encouraging to you because the very Son of God was tempted. 
And we see also in the scripture and make this realization that God, I mean, Jesus, sorry, Jesus experienced pain. Jesus suffered. And that's pretty clear in the Bible. Jesus suffered on the cross for your sins. So when we take that into account, all the negatives on the other side of the seesaw, I want you to realize that those aren't sins. The feelings and the negative feelings that you have are not sins. You are not wrong to feel anxious, to feel depressed, to feel sad. Because the world is going to make you feel sad. Jesus wept. You were not in the wrong for feeling those things. But what we want to search for is happiness. And how do we find that? Well, let's talk about it. So what do we do to battle these negatives? What do we do to reach happiness as a Christian? Well, as I said, when we are vulnerable, when we are vulnerable, we are open to temptation. But what we need to make certain of is that our relationship with Christ, the foundation, before we talk about anything else, the foundation of happiness, the foundation is our relationship with God. And the only way to strengthen your relationship with God is to remain in obedience and submission to Him. In fear, in awe, in wonder. Obedience is the key to the start of happiness. Okay? Because when we're vulnerable, when we're vulnerable to ourselves and we follow you know, what God has taught us and what God is teaching us, then the devil doesn't have a, a foothold, okay? But if you disobey God, if you turn away from him, you know, and you do your own thing and you disobey him and don't follow his commandments that he's put in place for you to live a great life, then the devil has a foothold to bring those things in there, anxiousness, uh, sadness, guilt, shame, if you aren't obedient, God, the devil has a straight, straight foothold to your life. He has an open door to cause you those feelings, even so much that you won't even feel them anymore, and they'll just be normal. So watch yourself, because the foundation of happiness is the obedience to God. But, so how do we obtain mental happiness? How do we obtain the other side? How do we obtain joy and love and peace and you know, comfort? How do we obtain that? Well, there's a difference between the relationship with Christ, a healthy one, and a healthy emotional state, a healthy emotional mental state. Because like I said, the foundation of happiness is the relationship with Christ, a healthy one. Now, following that, following that is a healthy mindset, um, a mindset, a healthy mindset, emotional mindset. And what I mean by that? And I want you to just take this, take this in, okay? Take this in. In order for us to obtain emotional positivity, we must grasp the reality of what Jesus has done for us. Jesus, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And when you are in a place of suffering and despair and, and, and you just don't know what to do, and your seesaw is all the way to the ground on the other side, the heavy side, the, 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 the defeated side, and you don't know what to do, I want you to let this verse ring loud in your ears. Ring loud. Listen to this. 
In Matthew 11, 28-30, it says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, the key to happiness is Jesus Christ. And to put that in perspective, the, the most important story in my life has been the woman caught in adultery. And there's not any other story that I can think of that correctly or most accurately describes what we're talking about in this moment. You see, the lady, the woman who was caught in adultery, was dragged by her persecutors, the people who were wanting to kill her, and threw her at the feet of Jesus, threw the woman at the feet of Jesus, and they said, Jesus, this woman deserves to die. And that woman was filled with shame, with guilt, with devastation and fear. Her, her seesaw was all the way on the ground. It was all the way on the ground. And Jesus, after he writes in the dirt and they ask him again, he says, the first one of you who has not sinned, throw the first stone. And they all walked away. They all walked away. And then the woman looked up at Jesus and Jesus looked at her and he says, woman, where are your accusers? Where is shame? Where is guilt? Where are they? Where is death itself? And the lady looked up at Jesus and she said, nowhere, they're not here. They're not here, God. Man. And Jesus looked at her and said, well, I forgive you. I forgive you and I love you. Go and sin no more. And you know what? I don't think that lady just walked out of there. I don't think she just, you know, okay, God, okay, Jesus, I'll, I'll go. No, she danced. She ran out of that room. I bet she cried of happiness. She was forgiven of her sins and she was given a new life. And Jesus came into her life and changed it forever. And see, that is the key to happiness. That is the weight that overcomes the weight of the sin. You know, God comes into play. And when he comes into your life, when he comes into your life, he gives you happiness. He gives you security. He gives you joy, peace. The Holy Spirit comes upon you. And the fruits of the Spirit become one with your heart. And I'm not here to say that you aren't going to experience any you know, depression or anxiety. You're not, you're not going to you know, stay on the positive side all the time. But if you right now are deep, deep in the other side, and you are overwhelmed with stress and guilt and shame, and you don't know what to do, let me tell you that God loves you, that Jesus suffered, suffered pain, sadness for you on the cross so that we could experience happiness and eternal life with him forever. So if you're experiencing the negatives during this quarantine and you're alone and you're dealing with addiction or you're dealing with your shame or your guilt and just you have quarantine fever and you don't know how to get rid of it. Let me tell you that God, God is the way. Jesus Christ 
is the salvation to save you from all of that. He's the answer. And after we are obedient to him, God shows us blessing after blessing. And through trials and suffering, we see how much that God loves us. Man, we dropping bombs today. We dropping bombs on this podcast. You know what it is. <laughs> Look, but I'm serious. Like, chase happiness. Why should you not have happiness? And honestly, if you've never experienced the true joy that God gives, I, w- I want you to just question, be self-aware of yourself. If you're not sitting in church and yelling hallelujah and wanting to dance in the streets and dance in the, uh, you know, don't be like David, dance naked. But if you, <laughs> if you aren't wanting to shout Jesus' name in the streets, then what, what are you doing? Where's your joy? You know, and I would even go even to say that if you haven't experienced it, <laughs> how healthy is your relationship with him? Because true relationship, true relationship shows evidence of love and joy. And if the name of Jesus doesn't give you those feelings, then I'm sorry. But you gotta, you gotta find it. You have to throw away everything because I've experienced it. And that feeling of love and peace and purpose is greater than anything I've ever experienced. You need it. So chase after it. Be obedient. Do what God would want you to do. And young people, be different. Be that loner. Because It's not going to matter in the end. You'll be, you'll be at the gates of heaven and he will say, well done, my faithful servant. You have followed me through all the lonesomeness of life. Now you will have my fellowship forever. My love and companionship and intimacy forever. I love you. That's what matters. That's what we should be focusing on. All right. I know I'm just like dropping bombs. I'm dropping. Well, God's dropping bombs. That's what he's doing. (laughs) But I hope you got inspired. I hope you um, have found some way to chase health, healthy, healthiness in your life during quarantine. I hope you're staying safe during quarantine. Um, I hope things go back to normal. And, you know, if you have a church plug-in, because I know that they're doing things to, to, to come up and to, um, you know, make sure that we all experience church like we need to be. So don't, don't leave your church. Don't, don't do that. Come on. Don't get lazy. Don't be lukewarm. That's dangerous. Don't be lukewarm. But that's all I had today. And um, I just want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for for watching or listening to this podcast because I'm having so much fun. I'm just thrilled to be able to do this. This is amazing. And it's people like you 
who are making this possible for me. And I just pray that you have an amazing day. If you want to support me, the greatest support you could do is just share this. Post it on your, your Instagram story, your Facebook story. Share it. Like the page. That's the only thing that I would ask right now. Just, just, just to just share this to support me in that manner. That's the only thing that I want. And make the gospel known because I want this to impact people's lives. But that's all I'm going to talk about. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I hope you have a great day. I hope you find happiness. And I hope that God blesses you and shows you things that you've never experienced before. And you have an intimate relationship with Him. You are loved. And you are amazing. And as always, I want you to chase happiness. Chase mental happiness and spiritual growth course while we're young because <laughs> that's vital so let's do it while we're young thank you for watching have a great day peace is it all i'm joking no one's there <laughs> oh it's just me i'm lonely bye <laughs>